Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am 24. This is my podcast. God, I hate the features on some of these Tupac songs, man. I love Tupac, and I said this on Friday when I was referencing NBA Youngboy, and I was talking about NBA Youngboy because he just came out with a new album. I was just like, if you could give me all of Tupac's music without any of the features i would i would love it because literally tupac has given us one of the greatest verses and one of the greatest diss tracks of all time and some scrub comes on and says get out the way yo get out the way yo biggie smalls just got shot and it's just like oh god oh god It's one of, it's, it's like, it's, you cannot, it's like one, it's like trying to follow up a great act while being kind of like a good to average rapper. I don't think his bars are terrible. It's just like, it's like we're talking about one of the greatest performances probably on a track ever and Tupac's hit him up and, and that's how you follow him. Get out the way, yo. Get out the way, yo. Biggie Smalls just got dropped. Oh, oh, God. Hold on. Let me just fast forward. There we go. So that way we don't have to fucking hear, <laughs> hear the fucking feature. <laughs> oh, God. Jaw Morant's in trouble again. We'll probably talk exclusively about Jaw, and then tomorrow we'll talk about it more stuff. Oh, God. I mean, everybody's been talking about it over the last 24 hours, and people will probably continuously talk about it because he will be suspended. Apparently, according to Adrian Rojanowski, for a very, very long and lengthy amount of time. Okay. I've got to talk about it from a lot of different perspectives. I'll play the Jalen Rose interview, which at that time was cringy, and now with hindsight it's even worse and even more ironic to be honest with you we'll talk about it ladies and gentlemen right here 24's podcast all right all right all right all right it's not tupac i can't listen to it oh god Where to begin with John Morant? First and foremost, uh, recording this podcast super, super late tonight. <laughs> oh, God. Can you guess why? It's it's Tears of the Kingdom. I hadn't played it all week and I was exhausted. But I now have some free time, ironically enough, during the week to play it. So I'm like, let me play it during the week. And I just put in, I think, three, four hours. I plan on putting in more, man. Oh, God, it's so fucking good. Oh, God, it's so awesome. It's so good. I love Tears of the Kingdom. It's so awesome. I'm like now, I'm now starting to, I mean, I'm not really starting to do something or I'm not starting to do like a whole lot. I'm just kind of hanging around in the depths right now just because 
I was trying to explore some stuff. I still haven't progressed the main story really at all. Oh my god. There's so much stuff to do. I'm trying to explore the depths. I'm also trying... Hold on. What's going on? Oh, okay. Alright. Le'Veon Bell. I'm looking at Twitter. Le'Veon Bell is like, I want to fight Vontez Perfect, and I'm like, oh god. I, I miss Le'Veon Bell. I miss the, I miss the, the good player, Le'Veon Bell, and not the... I'm trying to be a boxer, Le'Veon Bell. I'm like, God. He was too good of a player to just try and be a boxer, man. Try and be like a celebrity boxer. It's so annoying. Anyway, sorry about that. Going back to what we're talking about here with, like, John Moran. And I was kind of leading in with, I was going to talk about Tears of the Kingdom a little bit. And Tears of the Kingdom is awesome. Tears of the Kingdom is great. I'm doing so much fun stuff in Tears of the Kingdom. I was playing in the depths for like two or three hours doing this whole quest line. There's another quest line that I want to be able to do here very, very soon, but I just don't really have the time. Or not have the time, but I just haven't really explored the surface and all this other stuff. Just I'm super juiced up about it. Super juiced up about Tears of the Kingdom. But... God, man, what do I talk about here today with Jaw? Where do I begin? So, Jaw, yesterday, I'm just going to start off the podcast, and we'll just talk about Jaw here. Jaw gets in trouble once again for, I mean, yet again, flashing yet another gun on Instagram Live. In the context of this Instagram Live is that, if you can't tell, I'm already exhausted with Jaw. The context of this Instagram Live is that Ja was on his friend's Instagram Live and he was listening to NBA Youngboy, which if you listen to last Friday's podcast, you know how much I dislike NBA Youngboy's uh, music. Let me try and see if I still can't find the clip on Twitter. This is everywhere on Twitter. And you can't really like... Like, the audio won't really give you anything besides just the track, but, I mean, everybody is clowning on Jaw, and that's kind of just what's going on through my feed, just fucking everybody just clowning on Jaw Morant, which they 1,000% should because he's acted... Oh, here it is. Here's the, uh, here's the clip. Let me boost it a little bit. Hold on. It's such a terrible song. Oh, my God. Here's a little bit of uh, the audio, and the audio really isn't just an NBA Young Boys track. So that's... You can't hear it at all because they have the music blasting, but that's literally the point in which John Morant flashes. You got another gun and his friend immediately fucking swipes the camera. He fucking, like, just shifts the camera down, I think, into his chest to essentially just prevent Jaw from getting in trouble. Too late. People on the internet are fucking snipers with being able to clip stuff. They found it. They posted it online. And uh, it's it's just now everywhere. And the thing about Jaw that kind of just annoys me and upsets me is just it's so multifaceted and it's just so ridiculous but I want to first lead in with really the interview that he gave to Jalen Rose after he gets caught up in all of this controversy but let me let me find some clips really really fast And the reason for that is I want to present to you the dichotomy with John Morant and how on on the one hand he was uh, apologetic and all this other stuff, but now, but now only what was it? When did they get eliminated from the playoffs? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Let me let me Google it really really fast. Hold on. Let me find it. 
they got eliminated April April 28th. I thought this was a month ago that they got eliminated. This was two weeks ago that the Memphis Grizzlies get eliminated from the playoffs. And I'm going to play you a lot of audio and then we'll peace out for tonight because it's kind of late. And to be honest with you, I want to play maybe 10 to 20 more minutes of Zelda before I got to get up in the morning. But I'll play some audio from Skip, who does actually a really, really great job at kind of giving you a proper timeline of John Morant, of John Morant's fuck-ups, essentially. I'll play a little bit of Kwame Brown. I don't think I actually do. I'll, I'll play some Brick Baby, because I think Brick Baby gives you a better perspective on being gang-affiliated and things of that nature in regards to John Morant. Shout-out to Shannon Sharp's burner account, the parody account on Twitter, because he, whoever runs that did an actual great job of like accounting for John Morant, uh, John Morant's hypocrisy, and also giving me the awesome uh, audio from Brick Baby. But Brick Baby is, and I did like a quick little Google on him. I think he is a Memphis, Tennessee rapper who is also, who's also like, either affiliated or he is indoctrinated into the Crips in Memphis. So he has a really, really great perspective on on uh, on just like being essentially a gangster and a Crip from Memphis. And we'll play a little bit of that audio as well. But first, I want to hit you with some John Morant bullcrap because I, I, I just, I cannot stand some of the interview questions that jaw not jaw excuse me but jalen rose gave jaw morant and just the bullshit that came out from that interview uh he asked at the beginning uh how hard is it to be jaw morant let's listen in uh to a little bit of this release you know all that stuff from my body oh let me turn it up can it be being jaw morant very um and i feel like you know I didn't pay enough attention to that, you know, when it got rough and, you know, I pretty much just let it all build up and um, that's why I felt like, you know, I needed, you know, my time away to, you know, better myself and, you know, become a more healthy job. So, and I want to establish something very, very quickly. He, John Morant, and, excuse me, I haven't done a great job of setting this up. So, John Morant claims that he has stress and how he releases this stress and I'm kind of spoiling this a little bit how he releases this stress that he has and that he has accumulated over his life and being a basketball player and etc cetera, etc cetera, is by going on an Instagram live playing NBA young boy and flashing a gun around which there are by the way Jalen Rose does a terrible interview he has zero follow-up with any of these pertinent important statements that in by follow-up i mean follow-up questions it's just like why is your life so so stressful joss what exactly have you been bottling up what are the things that are plaguing you and things of that nature just basic good conversational skills jalen rose does not have but remember this and this is the main thing that i want you to take from this interaction is that john morant has a lot of stress and he has to release it in some way, shape, or form, and we'll get into that way, shape, or form here in a little bit, but here's him addressing some of the controversies. Lowe's. Sorry, we just got a Lowe's ad because I, I, for some weird reason, not for some weird reason, but in preparation for the podcast, I listened to it, listened to the interview on YouTube. I thought that I wasn't going to get any more ads. I straight up just got an ad because it's ESPN and ESPN monetizes the crap out of this. So Jalen will talk about some of the other controversies. He'll ask him. I think it's a really, really great thing that Jalen actually asks about the other controversies because even though John Morant, yes, flashed a gun and things of that nature, it is not the only controversy that he has had. Let's listen in to Jalen Rose. Illuminate this a little bit more. At that moment when you decided 
to go live. Did you realize that you was going live? Did you think that you were just recording? What was your state of mind at that point? Oh, sorry. This is this is audio of Oh god, this is so stupid. This is audio of him essentially asking Jalen or Jaw, excuse me, if he thought that he wasn't going live on Instagram live. And here's his response. Just trying to be free. You know, I used that as an escape, which I shouldn't have. Um, and I feel like that's the reason, you know, I made many, you know, bad decisions, you know, in my past. Um, which doesn't, you know, pretty much describes me, doesn't describe Jai as a person. You know, I'm a totally different person, you know, than what's been shown, you know, in the media. Um, and, you know, that's my job now. That's why I took that time away to, you know, become a better Jai so everybody really can, you know, see who Ja really is and, you know, what he's about. Absolutely. Doesn't make any sense if you followed that at all. I know that's, like, super confusing. Let me try and break it down. The question essentially was... Actually, I forgot what the question was. The question was so stupid and bad. Let me rewind it. What was the question again, Jalen? What was it terribly... When you decided to go live, did you realize that you... Oh, like, did he realize that this... That that was... That he was on Instagram Live, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Of course he did. Jaw's response is interesting because it correlates to what I just said for you to remember. And what I said for you to remember was he goes on Instagram Live to release stress by playing NBA young boy, which I get, you know, you want to listen to music and you want to relieve stress and da, da 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 da. But the whole I want to go on Instagram live, then play NBA young boy, then flash a gun sign or not even a gun sign, excuse me, a gun around in the background. That's that's weird. That's weird behavior. It's bullshit. And by the way, can I speak pretty I'm going to speak on this anyway and I'll speak truthfully. I hate that jaw and I didn't speak and I didn't speak up on this initially and I didn't listen to the interview because I kind of knew that it was bullshit and I kind of let it pass I like jaw everybody likes jaw but the whole tie-in with mental health and anxiety and depression is fucking stupid it's fucking stupid he is not anxious he is not depressed his decisions are terrible and he needs somebody to correct those decisions he is not anxious he is not depressed, at least in my opinion. I'm not a psychologist, but it is ridiculous that we are pretending that he has anxiety or depression and that that leads to him flashing a gun on Instagram Live while playing NBA Youngboy. He's just making dumb decisions. That's, that's the reason. He does not need to see a therapist. Maybe he does, but he doesn't need to see a therapist for making bad decisions. He needs to stop making bad decisions, probably have some introspection and a little bit of self-awareness. Introspection and self-awareness are the exact same thing. But I hate the whole, he has anxiety or depression and that excuses him uh, for all of his bad behavior and all he needs to go do and see a therapist. Everybody was clowning on this interview. You know, every single fan was, uh, was clowning on this Media members were like, we hope he's okay. Everybody should have been harder on him. The media should have been harder on him. And the fact that he keeps on talking about the way that the media portrays himself is stupid and ridiculous. We'll get into the some of the more ridiculous controversies that he's been kind of wrapped up in, but it's not the media's portrayal of him. And this is the problem that I have with some of the Memphis Grizzlies players is that they constantly talk about the media's portrayal of them. And it's just like, bro... It's not the media that fucking puts you out on Instagram Live flashing a gun playing NBA Youngboy twice. It wasn't the media's portrayal of you going up and pulling up on some guy at a footlocker with nine other guys and you were so aggressive and potentially going to be violent with this person that this person had to lock himself allegedly in a back room because he was either worried that you were going to kill him, A, or B, 
seriously injure him and send him to a hospital. And then we're not even going to talk about the other incident in which your mom calls you again because the first incident was when your mom called you and she's kind of a problem because she freaking called you and is expecting you to do something about some of these incidents. But your mom called you to go to Foot Locker and potentially beat this guy up. And then your mom called you again because somebody was talking shit about your sister at a volleyball game. Again, I'm trying not to mention that too much. And your boy, who's at the center of all of these issues that you have, your boy goes in, takes away somebody's phone after you and a bunch of your other boys go up to this volleyball game, take this guy's phone that's been talking shit about your sister, smashes it, and apparently he gets charged. And then we're also not even going to mention the other incident that happened with this exact same person where he was, for some weird reason, banned for the Memphis Grizzlies Stadium. And then also after that, uh, after that, the Indiana Pacers game where essentially a laser pointer gets shown at every single player or shown at, excuse me, at the Indiana Pacers bus. Insinuating that essentially a gun was attached at the end or technically the laser pointer was attached at the end of the gun. So they had a gun pointed at them. We're not going to talk about the whole Shannon Sharp stuff as well. It's ridiculous. Some of the stuff that John Morant has been embroiled in. And Jalen asked him about it a little bit here on, on, uh, on, in the interview. You know, full responsibility, you know, for my actions. Um, made a you know, bad mistake. Um, and I can see uh, the image, you know, that I, I painted, you know, over myself, you know, with my recent mistakes. But, you know, in the future, um, I'm going to show everybody who John really is, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm about. And change this narrative that you know everybody got over me change the narrative show everybody what he's all about well it seems like he's more or less about trying to be a wannabe gangster that's what it seems like to me it seems like he is happy and or content with trying to be a gangster and to be honest with you he's embarrassing himself because we all know that he's not and I can't wait to play the brick, the brick baby clip because, oh boy, is it scathing to actually see and hear an actual gangster talk to John ja Morant directly and indirectly and be like, um, you're not about it. You're not a crip. Please stop being a crip before. And he applies it. He doesn't outright say it, but he implies it before you either get hurt or potentially killed. Here's a little bit more of the interview and we'll talk about uh, some of the other stuff. Here, here's a little bit more. And somebody was allegedly pointing a red dot at some of their personnel. Can you shed light and what happened after that game? This is in reference to the Indiana Pacers. Um, oh, not everybody. Sorry about that. I got another ad. ESPN can fucking blast their fucking ads for all day, for all fucking, uh, all fucking day. But then I can't fucking get any of their, uh, any of their interview below that, uh, above that of like a whisper. It's ridiculous. Bump your shit up, ESPN. Majority of the things, you know, that's happened in the past. Obviously, you know, I kind of put myself into um, by even being there. Mm -hmm. um, but all the incidents you've seen recently, um, most of them uh, is a lie. And, you know, most of them are a lie. Most of them are a lie. I mean, Shannon Sharp, about three weeks ago, when it came to Dylan Brooks and how Dylan Brooks was talking a lot of trash about LeBron James and how he said that he's old, he's washed, all this stuff, all that, da-da-da-da-da. Shannon goes out and says, after the Memphis Grizzlies reportedly we're not going to go back to Dylan Brooks and how there was like no way I forgot the actual quote but there was like under no circumstance they, that they were going to bring him back I think that's essentially the quote but after it gets leaked that the Grizzlies aren't going to re-sign Dylan Brooks Shannon Sharp goes on this fantastic uh speech on how essentially the problem isn't Dylan Brooks but it's John ja Morant and how Jaw kind of placated Dylan Brooks' behavior, and how essentially the entirety of Memphis kind of placated his behavior, and how John Morant was kind of the focal point and kind of the issue of a lot of the problems. Because even though Dylan Brooks was being a moron, talking shit about LeBron James and all this other stuff, and not really playing that well, John Morant 
was super quiet about it, which I thought was kind of interesting. I felt like Josh should have potentially have said something, to, you know, like, it's just like, I don't know, maybe don't, maybe, maybe go out and say, hey, uh, maybe don't piss off the greatest basketball player of all time or one of the greatest basketball players of all time. LeBron didn't even, LeBron wasn't even that involved that much in the series. It was essentially determined whether or not Anthony Davis was going to show up or not. That was essentially the main determinant of the series. And the fact that Jaw didn't come out <coughs> and condemn Dylan Brooks was shocking to me. Quietly, I said that. Or quietly, I thought it, but didn't say it. Here is Jalen Rose trying to cover for John Morant throwing up gang signs in these Instagram videos and also in games. Shout out to Shannon Sharp's burner account because we got him in freaking 4K throwing up game signs during gang signs in NBA games. Here's a little bit of John Morant talking. Stand away from, you know, all the bad decisions. Mm -hmm. When you see somebody about to make a bad decision, stop them. Mm -hmm. And as hip-hop turns 50, you embody it. The things you say, your swag, your flavor, your fashion. And what ends up happening is people judge everything that we do, including our handshakes. So now people going back to look at footage of you on the floor, and they're like, wait a minute. This is, by the way, this is a, a misconstruement by Jalen Rose. It's not... Handshakes that is getting John Morant into trouble. It is him by himself to the crowd throwing up crip signs. Okay? That is the fucking issue. And I fucking hate it when people misconstrue obvious things and they try and, and, and it's like a, it's like a, what's it called? Like uh, straw manning. It's like making up these false arguments or these false allegations and then arguing with these false things to make your point sound stronger. And it's just like, well, this isn't what we're talking about. We're not talking about hands, uh, handshakes. We're talking about hand signs throwing up gang signs. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about handshakes. We're talking about gang signs and him throwing up, throwing up crip signs. It's ridiculous. I affiliated. Is he throwing up gang signs? He is trying to be affiliated, by the way. You address some of those naysayers who are trying to portray you in that light. We got him, by the way. We got him on Sh Shannon's burner account again. Posted him throwing up crip signs. We fucking got him, Jalen. Do your fucking job. Actually have the fucking things ready or do some goddamn research. This interview, I'm not going to like go super hard in the paint on Jalen because again I didn't go hard on the paint in the paint when it came out but it's like bro can you at the very least do some fucking research on Jaw you you at the very least found some of the controversies that he's riled up in or boiled up in but you have no idea how to actually broach the subject matter that you're trying to talk about or even have the integrity to actually look and confirm if he's actually done some of the things that people are talking about continuing forward like once again my decisions you know pretty much led to that and now he kind of admits it too he just said my decisions led to people thinking that i'm throwing up gang signs which he is he is full stop i don't even need to play anymore that's it i don't need to play anymore of him addressing that it's just like Oh, my consequent, my, my actions led to the, to people thinking that I'm throwing up gang signs because he is. And he's just like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm done. What else is next? Oh yeah, this is, um, we're getting to the end of the interview here. And so this is, I don't know what, this is Jalen asking, what can we expect from the Grizzlies moving forward and things of that nature? Here, here's a little bit of it. And I know this is going to be tough to receive right now. Because oh, 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 this is the uh, the cringy part where he says that this is not him and he'll move past this and da-da-da-da-da. Here it is. You're in the storm, right? Because everybody we encounter either got out of a storm or in a storm or about to go through a storm. But I'll tell you this. In a couple of weeks, now that you addressed this and you stood up the way you have in front of this camera, people are going to judge you by how you move forward now. Which is correct. I'm judging him based off of the foolishness that he did late Saturday or 
early Saturday morning. Ruined my Sunday, by the way. Ruined it. Tone for the decisions that you made, the poor decisions that you made that we all have made. And this ain't going to be your legacy. I guarantee you. Uh, nope. I'll, I'll let him cook. I'll let him cook. My bad. Let me let him cook. I'll go back. And this ain't going to be your legacy. I guarantee you it won't be your legacy. So what can we anticipate from you and the Grizzlies as it relates to this Western Conference? You said previously there ain't nobody in the West that you're worried about. Nah, I know you're really ready to get back out there and do work. What can we expect from your squad? By the way, the whole, like, he knows that it's not going to be his legacy or whatever. I'm going to spoil it a little bit for you. Jaw's probably going to be suspended for about half the season next season. The Grizzlies are done in the West. I'm tired of this motherfucking team doing this bullshit. Okay? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Dylan Brooks. I'm tired of everybody clapping it up, patting him on the ass, talking shit to the fucking LeBron, and I'm tired of these motherfucking Memphis Grizzlies. They've been doing this bullshit for the last two fucking years. They've been talking shit and doing nothing about it. They get booted out of the West last year by the Warriors. This year in the first round of the playoffs, as the one seed, they get fucking smashed by the Lakers. Smashed. Couldn't stop AD, and and LeBron didn't even freaking, I don't want to say he didn't try, but we didn't even get, like, LeBron when he was at, like, a couple of months ago, LeBron, when he was averaging, like, 30-something points. We didn't even see that guy. The Lakers breezed past the Grizzlies. Breezed them. Beasted them. And I'm tired of this basketball team talking about a dynasty we find in the West, parade inside my city, all this bullshit, when they can't even fucking win two playoff series and get themselves to the Western Conference Finals. It's fucking ridiculous. And then Jalen Rose talks about how... Uh, well, let me, let me find the clip because I don't want to play any more of this. I want to play as, as little as I possibly can. Jalen Rose ends it with, like, uh, like I feel like you guys are going to win, win the West. Here it is. Here it is. I'm happy for you. Sky's the limit. And now that I'm getting a chance to look at you eye to eye, I don't see why y'all can't win the West. Couldn't even make it past the first fucking round of the motherfucking playoffs. I don't see why you guys can't make it past. I don't see why you guys can't win the West. Okay. That was about a month and a half to two months ago. Jalen Rose interviews. John Morant. I got a little bit more from Skip Bayless, who actually does a great job at outlining the timeline of John Morant's stupidity. I haven't really timestamped it, unfortunately, so bear with me on this. But essentially, the timeline that Skip Bayless is going to go through, and more importantly, the pl- the uh, the people that are around John Morant, specifically this friend of his, that is at the center of a lot of these controversies. The controversies with him pulling up to essentially beat a guy up at Foot Locker in a mall, to pull up to his sister's basketball or volleyball game, to some of the incidents that have happened at the Memphis Grizzlies Stadium with the Indiana Pacers and potentially targeting them with violence. And, I mean, Skip does a great job through it. I don't know how much we're going to listen to it, but we're going to just listen to a little bit because I think it's great stuff here. Three, four, five of these incidents. and. The total impact of them wasn't just eye-opening, it, w- it was frightening mm-hmm. because every little incident started to look bigger and bigger in the, f- the context of what happened the night after they lost at Denver, which was a huge game. It, w- it was right. Memphis at Denver. Mm-hmm. I, th- this is two seed against one seed. Right. What you got? <sighs> well, Denver got them good in the second half mm-hmm. of that game. Now let's go back to said incidents, which we I, I just I tried to overlook because I, I I did like this kid. And I, right. When when he speaks like that, when I see him speak like that, I say he's got it together. He he understands. Mm-hmm. All right. There was the finish line store incident at the mall. His mom, Jaw's mom, gets into it with an employee by the name of Not Foot Locker. I apologize. It's it's finish line. He went public with his name, Gavon Busby. It's G-I-V-O-N. I hope I'm pronouncing it the right way. This is his friend that is either one of the main reasons why John Morant is fucking up or just they're both fucking up together and or whatever. But this 
you'll you'll hear him constantly be referenced throughout this clip because he is one of the main architects of a lot of these incidents. Gavon Busby. He's just some kid working at the finish line. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the employee. I apologize. But Skip will name his friend here. Or he'll try not to name his, his friend because he doesn't want to give him any attention. But he inevitably has to because his friend is featured in a lot of these issues. But she doesn't like his service. You know how that happens. Mm -hmm. And you get a little irritated. Right. One thing leads to another. But she doesn't just call the manager. She calls her son. Right. This kid's giving me problems. I'll be there. I got you. Ja, within 15 minutes, shows up at the finish line at the mall with, according to Busby and the people who worked at the store, with eight or nine friends. I'm, I'm not talking about two or three. This, this says eight or nine. Mm -hmm. The kid has to lock himself in the storeroom, and Ja goes back in the back and is banging on the storeroom door saying, come out, I'm going to beat your you-know-what up. Uh, I'm going to beat your you-know-what you know what? Okay, mm -hmm. all right. This goes on for, the, the kid said, 30 or 40 minutes. And finally, well, mom even called and put her son in that situation, knowing your son is an NBA all-star, yeah, knowing it, your son, the, who the, your son is, is. Why would you even put him in that situation? This is so outrageous. It's so over the top, over the line for what this kid said. So anyway, then Ja and his group go into the parking lot and the, the head of mall security follows them into the parking lot and they get into it. And he claims that somebody in the group, I could maybe guess which that somebody was. This, this, is in this is the friend that Skip is referencing here. Lightly, but this is the friend of Jaw that gets him, that either Jaw condones, or not condones, but he accepts his behavior, and he goes along with it or whatever, but this is the friend that Skip is talking about. Pushed him in the face, and he felt so threatened because Jaw said, according to the police report filed, that, that I, I'm going I'm to find out when you, when you get off, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to finish this. Right. So he files a police report saying that, that Ja threatened him. Okay, this is insult to injury, and the group won't leave the premises. Okay, then we got the, you, you, we all remember this one. This was the alleged assault of the 17-year-old basketball player from Memphis. He, he went public, so his name is Joshua Holloway. Mm -hmm. now he so this basketball player is also interesting, right? Because his mom has allegedly sued or tried to sue a lot of people, it has not worked out for her or her son. Um, I'm not, I don't know if it's true. I don't really know if he was assaulted by Jaw. It seems like something Jaw would do, especially with the whole, I'm going to take out my gun. And I'm, if you don't, Skip will, Skip will explain. Why am I trying to explain it? Skip will explain it. Suing Jaw. Right. And... Joshua Holloway alleges that both Ja and this friend in question, Devontae Pack, punched him repeatedly in the head over a backyard basketball game. And later, Holloway alleged to police that Ja flashed a gun on him that he had in his belt as he left the property. And then Ja said he was reacting in self-defense because the kid had threatened to come back and get him. Okay, here we go again, not a great look. Then we have the volleyball game incident in which his mom is watching his sister play basketball at a local, it's called Houston High School in, mm -hmm. in Memphis. And somebody says something to the, the sister slash daughter who's playing in the volleyball game, somebody, a student up in the sec, I think it was a female student. And once again, mom calls Jot and here he comes with his guys and, and they're going to, so to speak, police this incident. There's a security guard who tries to stop them from going up into the stands to confront the teenage, you know, the, the student. Mm -hmm. And one of them gets through. I, I could guess which one did get through and got up into the stands and confronted and took the phone away from the, the student and smashed the phone. And there was a report filed, charges, n no charges were pressed. But, but again, it's going from bad to worse. And finally, we've got the Indiana Pacers incident. So then Devontae Pack, the best friend. Who, who's, who's been suspended yes, from, yeah. the, from the arena yeah, well, for at least. This is the guy that, that I've been referencing and Skip has been referencing lightly, and they reference him heavily here. Here, Th This was that night in question. Okay. So he's getting into it during the game with the Pacers because he's sitting in the front row. Mm -hmm. And it gets so bad that he walks onto the court to confront one of the Pacers and security 
escorts him not only off the court but completely out, out of the arena. arena, and he is banned for the rest of this year. Right. So I, I don't know how it, going forward what okay. that will mean, but that's all I know. And then you know what happened after the game. Ja allegedly is sitting in a car driven by Devontae Pack with some others in the car. And as the Pacers are leaving on the loading dock to get into their bus, there's a red laser dot that, that is flickering around on all of them, like on their heads. And mm -hmm. it, it is assumed those are coming from guns inside mm -hmm. the car, according to Pacers security. The NBA investigated and said, we can't prove, it. prove that, validate that. Okay, and that leads to what happened at Denver. Okay, so here's my issue with what happened at Denver, is, and I'll restate my case on this. Memphis is up eight at halftime. Jod had a big first half, 19 points, had made a couple of threes, all five of his free throws. Then they come out in the second half, and they lose the second half 63 to 39. Ja has only eight points and goes two of 10 from the, the floor. Then he goes straight to, what's it called, Shotgun Willis? Shotgun Willis. But, after, but only after Stephen Adams calls a team meeting. Okay. Say, yeah. we need to be better, guys. We need to be more focused. True. So it appeared he goes to celebrate. Help me out. What? what? You had just lost a two-seed versus one-seed game at their place, mm -hmm. and you had stunk in the second half, and you'd gotten blown off the floor. And that is cause to celebrate exactly what? I don't know, but he appeared to be celebrating. And the, NF, uh, sorry, the NBA <sighs> concluded that he was intoxicated. intoxicated. They used that in their final report, intoxicated. So we went, you and I went back and forth about it. And the next thing we know, both Jaw's statement and a statement from the Grizzlies said he needs help and he is seeking help. And the next thing we know, there's a report that he is he has gone to a facility in Florida. Mm -hmm. We don't know exactly why he went to that, that right. facility because later he said it had nothing to do with any alcohol problems mm -hmm. that he has. So I'm not sure what it was. It was just some sort of mind adjustment, mm -hmm. he said. And he is suspended for all of 17 total games. I'm sorry, days. He misses eight, eight, eight games, games. Eight games in 17 days. I know a whole lot about these facilities. I'll, I'll give you as an, an example. Tiger Woods want, once went to a facility in Mississippi. And he was there for 42 days because most of them require at least, a at least six, six weeks is six, the, okay. the usual. Okay. Minimum three weeks, but, but they prefer to really get you right. They need six weeks. Tiger was there for 42 days, so he was there for a little over right. the, the six weeks to give you even more context i was in therapy for i mean i'm still in therapy but i'm kind of like in this off I, i'm kind of like uh I'm, I'm kind of in this weird spot where i only essentially go to therapy every single six months now but i was in therapy for essentially two years and i went pretty much every single month right and realistically i probably could have and should have gone every week or so but i pretty much went like every three weeks which is like every half a month but I'll, I'll just round up and say to a month just so we're like clear on even if he was going for like anxiety and depression even if that was like a thing that he had issues with he still would have had to go for more than a week and not a week and again that's what both skip and shannon are implying here Learn a behavior. That is correct. I sent my, I've sent my dogs off several times, always okay. at least eight weeks. Okay, there you go. Bingo. Dogs are a lot like humans, <laughs> like that. To learn a behavior or to unlearn a behavior. Yes. I'm not sure what they do. I, we thought about sending Hazel off, but we... It might, be a, little, it might be a little bit too late. It's a little rough. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it might be a little too rough for yeah. her, but whatever. Well, you better okay. bring Dr. C, uh, uh, Caesar Milani, and maybe he could help. Okay, well, that's who we were going to send him off with, and <laughs> Caesar came to the house at one point, and... He was rough on her, man. He gets very physical yes. with those dogs because he says, they're, they're dogs. You yes. got to treat them like animals. Anyway, that's a whole nother issue. Okay, so I felt when he suddenly, it's announced he's back, I felt completely bamboozled. Like, yes. we just got taken for the biggest right. ride ever. Yeah. He didn't go anywhere. I, I questioned whether he even went to Florida right. to the facility because he couldn't have been there more than a week. Everybody was questioning whether he did he go to a drive through facility. <laughs> That's bingo. That's good. Because he, he was he was there uh, in no length of time. Skip, the, the, what you just outlined, it seemed like four of the six incidents involved a gun. Thank you. Four Correct. of the six. 
and so now we're starting to see what what in law and term law enforcement calls modus operandi. Mm -hmm. There's a there's there there's something there's an underlying current yeah, here that seems to be this is his method of operation. Okay, I got it. So suddenly he's back on the floor. They play at Houston, then they play Houston again at home. After his first home game, which he had a good game, but Luke Kennard had made a franchise record 10 three-point shots. Mm -hmm. So Luke Kennard is the guest of honor after the game for right. the local TV. So he's being interviewed on the floor. And I think we have what happened when Ja photobombed him and jumped in, and this is what he said. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. Okay, in and of itself, I got no problem with that. I know the song, you just referred to the song. I, I actually like the song. I like the sound of the song. Right. I just don't like what the song says. <laughs> and I especially didn't like it in this context because allegedly he had just come back from some facility in Florida to get his mind right. And you refer to that song, which is all about guns and drugs and running a city. I looked up a line this morning. Got that iron in here. Yeah, I got it right by my belt. Okay, that, that, that seems to be his mantra of life. I got it right here, right. I got it right in my belt. And I'll use it whenever I wanna use it. And it felt like the NBA had protected him so much to a fault that it actually enabled his behavior mm -hmm. to continue. Yeah. He felt empowered to refer to that line when he's supposed to be on maybe not his best. Sorry, and that's kind of where the clip ends and they talk a little bit more about it but the synopsis essentially of the clip that i was trying to portray is, was essentially a timeline of john morant's horrendous and terrible behavior that is consistent throughout the last couple of months to really years of his life and we'll end with break baby now before we get started i I'm not a fucking gangster. I'm not a fucking, you know, crip or blood or whatever. Nor do I really know that much about being a crip or blood. I was raised in a pretty in a pretty nice family. I was raised middle class, upper middle class, really, to be honest with you. And the thing about it is, is that unfortunately or fortunately, depending on, you know, how you look at the situation, I was, I did have people in my life that were in pretty bad predicaments that were born into pretty bad predicaments where for whatever reason, good and bad, because sometimes it's just in life, sometimes you just get dealt a shitty hand and you don't really have any way to get out of it. You aren't shown a better path. And so you just go down a bad path because that's what feels natural. And that's the natural progression of your life. And you don't really have, you know, a perspective outside of that of that uh, of that life that you've been unfortunately been born into, right? However, that was not my life. That was not my life at all. I wasn't born into that situation. I wasn't born into that predicament. But I did have the perspective and understanding, unfortunately, of people who did, of people who were born into that life and seeing kind of just how truly and royally it can fuck with your life, where you start, who your parents are. You know, as people, we think that we're kind of above our status, you know, of where we're born. We're above, you know, how we start out in life. And in reality, it's not. It's like 90%, to like 95%, you know, of who you are and who you'll become, unfortunately. And so in the case of John Morant, he was born middle class to upper middle class, born to a really, really great family. And instead of using that to his advantage and not being essentially a gangster or a mobster or being or 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 essentially being indoctrinated into these really, really bad lifestyles, he chooses that lifestyle for what reason? To be honest with you, I think it's I think he's just, he wants to be, prove that he's fucking tough. And again, I haven't lived that life, but I've seen people adjacent to that life. It's like, like, I'm not a tough guy. Having to constantly portray yourself as a tough guy is exhausting when you aren't. 
And it's scary. Because somebody... Somebody who's gonna fucking... Is gonna fucking test you. They're gonna fucking test your gangster. They're gonna fucking put their life on the line. They're gonna put your life on the fucking line. And they're gonna potentially try and come out and fucking murder you. Why would you ever want that to ever potentially happen to you? Why would you ever want to portray yourself as this tough guy, as this fucking gangster? I don't understand that. You know, it's cool to show up with like nine of your guys everywhere to everything, but what happens when they get you alone? What happens when you are alone? And they have now the odds. They have now the people. I don't care how hard you fight. One guy can take one of your arms or, or a couple of guys can take your arms, a couple of your guys, a couple of the guys can take your legs. How are you going to fight back? How? When you got multiple people on every single limb, how are you going to fight back? I, I just don't understand why you would ever want, if you were born with a better environment, when you were born into a great environment like Jawas, why you would ever want to fucking choose this life? As someone who has the, who had like the option of potentially trying to be this, this bad boy, ooh, I'm a gangster, ooh, I'm a tough guy. Just like, come on, man. I'm not a tough guy. I'm from, you know, I'm Anthony Mackey from fucking 8 Mile. I'm Clarence. I went to private school. The same thing fucking goes for Jaw. It's like, bro, you're a hooper. You're middle class to upper middle class. You're from that family. I don't see, you know what I don't see? I don't see LeBron, who at one point was homeless, born in Akron, Ohio. I don't see him trying to portray this, you know, like, hey, I'm a gangster. I'm, like, I, I don't see him trying to do that type of shit. I don't see Steph. Steph, is, Steph was literally born to an NBA, to an NBA, like, dad, played basketball with his brother and with his father on NBA courts, and Steph is... Excuse me. Steph has always kind of been seen as like an odd man out because he's light skin and he's kind of just like super buttoned up. He's a little bit, you know, he, he's he's not he's not like uh, he's not hood. Steph is not hood. Neither am I, obviously. But it kind of comes across as corny. But at the end of the day, that's who Steph is. Steph won't ever pretend like he's hood. And in some ways. And because he doesn't try to pretend that he is hood, it doesn't come across as horny when he is, you know, when he does do some of the some of the more uh, some of the stuff that he does, you know, it's just like, oh, that's just Steph. That's what he does. But it comes off as like cringy to me whenever I see Ja doing this dumbass shit because I'm like, dude, you're not from the hood. You're not a street brother. You're not from the streets. Why are you acting like you are? It's so weird that he has to put on this weird front for who I for I don't I don't know why. It's so weird that he has to I I just I don't know like I want to ask the obvious questions. It's like, "Ja, have you murdered somebody? Have you been into a fight? Have you seen somebody in some of these situations?" It's like Brick Baby does a great job and we'll close with him of kind of like presenting the lightly presenting the very dark side of this lifestyle that John Morant is trying to portray. And it's just, I cringe whenever John Morant does some of this shit. And I, like, I'm just like, I, I don't understand why he keeps on trying to act like he's a fucking gangster when he's Clarence from private school on 8 Mile. But here's Brick Baby. We'll close with him uh, here today. How do you feel about him, you know, allegedly throwing up Crip multiple times? And we have him on camera doing this, by the way. Jalen needs to do research, but we have him doing this. I don't think so. Run it in. You know what's up. He ain't fucking with the gangland like that. You throwing them ends up, that's going to cost you, nigga. That's what I was going to say anyway. Right? That's going to cost you anyway. What you want to do? Pay the crips for the rest of your life? Because that's going to cost you. You get what I'm saying? Like, you ain't never been to the 60s, nigga. You keep throwing up ends and all that shit when you in throwing up seeds and all that, nigga. You ain't even from this shit. You ain't even from this shit. No way, shape, or form. Like, when you get put on in Memphis, dead homies. Like, come on, let's be real, cuz. Like By the way, what he's kind of talking about, as far as I understand it again, because I'm not a, I'm not a gangster, but being put on essentially just means that 
um, a bunch of gangsters are gonna take you out behind a bat, uh, behind like an alley and beat the crap out of you. That's essentially what he's talking about to indoctrinate you into being a hood, not a hood, excuse me, but a, a crip. And when he's talking about essentially, what he's essentially talking about is when you join this lifestyle, you or your friends die. And so he's like, do you, you don't you don't want to either die yourself or have friends that you know die because he's probably known people that were indoctrinated into the crypts who have died. Continuing forward. You get put on in Memphis, dead homies. Like, come on, let's be real, cause like 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 start being real with yourself. You a basketball player, cause you want to come step into this field. We can show you a whole lot about this shit. Matter of fact. Set up a meeting for me and John Morant since he want to be a crip. Um, so, so I bet you he don't never show up. And it's on some friendly shit. I don't got no beef with you, John. I just, you like the face of like the NBA. You like the new face of the NBA. And you with this, you, 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 you claim you a part of the culture, man. Be the positive side of the culture like you been. been. You, you don't got no felonies. You didn't grow up fucking shit up and all that. You might have smoked some weed or whatever the case is, but Come pull up on me. Uh, look, we're going to hang out this summer on the off season. Since you want to be with this, dead homies, I bet you you're going to be picking up my phone and all that because our regular life, our regular everyday life, you're going to be scared of. And then you're going to be thinking that we putting you in the middle of that, but we just coming to kick it and all that. Like, you're going to see all this aggression and you're going to see how we really act like, you know what I'm saying? But this is just us being normal. No problems or nothing. You're not going to want to be a part of that. So stop acting like that's what you want to be a part of. When the phase get issued out, when the ops come slide, are you really, do you really want to be a part of this? With 200 million? Let me know something. Like, nigga, stop throwing that shit up. Like, nigga, don't fuck with you. Draymond give back to the community. So it's like, when Draymond do it, like, hey, man, all right, hey, you shouting this out in a positive way. Because you over here giving, you you give backpacks, you give food. Nigga, we ain't never, our kids ain't never benefited off of John Morant. What is you throwing that shit up on the, like, come on, bro. You get what I'm saying? And then you throwing up 60s and you kicking it with, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's your, who, who, who's your end? Quando Rondo? <laughs> Who do you know over here? Come on, my boy. That's the end of the clip. The, uh, again, shout out to Shannon Sharp's, sorry about that. Shout out to Shannon Sharp's burner account. It's a parody account on Twitter. But he also links, links, uh, I think this clip of Jaw throwing up gang signs, I think against the Warriors. It's the the it's kind of cropped out. Yeah, I think it's against the Warriors, and he's throwing it up. And this is the, um, I mean, I'll I'll play the clip. But again, it's only audio, so you can't see it. But this is like after I guess the Warriors or somebody takes a timeout, and so Jaw just starts to to throw up gang signs and shit like that. When, I mean, he obviously fucking shouldn't. But um, this is this is what Jalen Rose thinks is like a handshake, but he's just no, he's he's straight up throwing up gang signs. I don't know why Jalen just can't fucking do five seconds of fucking research. Here, here it is. Here in the first half, seventeen points for John Moran coming up on the Meta Quest half. So that's the audio. It's from a playoff game. I I don't know which one it is because again, I it's it's cropped. It could be the Lakers. It could be the Warriors. But, I mean, he's been doing this shit for, like, a year, man. It's so fucking stupid. But that's all I got for you today. Um, Man, oh, man, I'm I'm annoyed with Jaw. Uh, disappointed is another, is another fucking word that I would use. But also, at the exact same time, I'm also, like, just straight up. I'm, I'm not... I'm not shocked at all, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately. And we we know. We, we've seen it. He doesn't want to change his behavior. He wants to fucking be a gangster. And I just think that it's so fucking cringe that a dude that's from... I, I mean, how would you look at me 
if I was like, you know what, I'm I'm fucking hood, I'm fucking I'm I'm this, I'm that, I'm a tough guy, and I'm I'm really just a flat out fucking nerd. I couldn't I couldn't imagine trying to portray myself in this light at all. I don't know. It's just so fucking cringy. He needs to grow up. He needs to stop pretending to be a fucking gangster. Just so fucking cringy. Anyways, I'll leave it at that. I think Brick Baby did a great job at explaining kind of the consequences of it, especially for somebody who's not really about it or has options. Um, we'll talk about basketball as well, especially with the Lakers coming up tomorrow. I'm super excited. Cannot wait to get into it tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, right here. One of podcast.